Well, good afternoon, Lake Norman, and welcome to Town Talk. We're coming to you from WSIC, the Real Talk studio nestled on the banks of beautiful Lake Norman, streaming worldwide from Mexico City to Pamplico, South Carolina, population 1,000. 226 people. I'm your host, Bill Russell, president of Lake Norman Chamber of Commerce, the largest chamber of commerce in the Charlotte region. My guests today are Jack and Robin Salzman, the original Lake Norman power couple, and my producer, Bill Blakely, in the other room, uh, Pamplico, South Carolina. Bill, have you ever been to Pamplico, South Carolina? I can't say I have been. Right outside of Florence, South Carolina? I think I've driven through it. <laughs> Probably so on your way to the beach. Jack, they have four used car dealerships and I think a Chevrolet Chevrolet dealership. That's that's all they got in Pamplico. I don't I don't see you going to Pamplico and, and retiring there. Probably not. Not no, probably not. But you know, in the fifties and sixties, Pamplico was one of the largest tobacco markets in South Carolina. So it does have a very storied background. Um, Bill, I'm with with Jack Salzman. He was a 1980 graduate of Riverview High School. Uh, in Florida, he was the top-rated swimmer in the country for the 200-meter backstroke. Competed in the United States Olympic trials for the Summer Games in Moscow. Won three silver medals for Team USA, and it was Maccabi Games. Maccabia. Maccabia. Maccabia Games in Israel. He was the Chamber's Business Person of the Year in 2005. The Duke Citizenship and Service Award in 2012. Robin was the 2005 Women to Watch, 2013 Woman of the Year. And the two of you guys were the Time Dealer of the Year in 2018. That's a that's a pretty big deal. That's a pretty big deal. And, and the reason I, I, I say all that was because, Robin, I don't even know I've told you this story. I'm having this conversation in about 2012 with John Anarella. And all of a sudden, he says, you know, I used to chat chase Jack's records. And I looked at him for a while and said, Jack who? Because I didn't know what he was talking about, Jack's records. I said, what are you talking about? He said, well, you know, he, he was a swimmer in Auburn. And I said, no, I knew he went to Auburn, but I no, I didn't know he was. He said, yeah, he set national records. And he said, I was always chasing his records. And I, I approached Jack and I said, Jack, you've... You've never brought any of that up. I've never heard any of this. He said, well, that's a lifetime ago. It's a long time ago. But talk about the modesty and humility of both of you two, because um, you you really don't talk about the laurels and things that you've done. But I, I want to talk to you about the dealer of the year. That's a really big deal. Now, you've sold the dealership, just sold it this past year. But what goes into being the dealer of the year? Well, first of all, we're... Totally surprised. We're in Las Vegas at the National Automobile Dealers Association Convention in a room with probably three to 5,000 people. Um, the keynote speaker that year was Nick Staben, who uh, came up right after oh, wow. us. Um, but uh, to, to be nominated, you had to be nominated by the state association. So I was nominated by the North Carolina Automobile Dealers Association. And then you're standing there on stage with 50 other incredible people that are uh, extremely generous, great operators of their dealership, uh, great stewards in their community. Um, and I remember in the rehearsal the, the day before, I was with my nephew, uh, Jacob, and Robin and her brother were upstairs at a party. And I said, Jacob, go get your aunt and, and your mm -hmm. dad. They have to see this because it was, it was a walkthrough and they had a slideshow and uh, it showed kind of everybody, you know, why they were nominated. Uh, and again, it was your performance at the dealership, your customer satisfaction, and really what kind of work did you do in your community? And I said to Robin, Craig, and Jacob, I said, I don't even know why we're invited. I said, these are some incredible people. They have ball fields named after them, hospital wings named after them. These people, extremely generous. And um, so lo and behold, we get there and uh, we're sitting there and I'm on stage and they go to the four finalists. And of course, they reference the swimming part. And I said, well, there can't be any other swimmers on this stage. So I have to be one of the four finalists. And, and I was. And then um, same thing when they referenced the, the, the thing about swimming and everything else about our dealership. I said, I can't believe we won. And um, it, it was just a total shock. And honestly, it was just... Um, you know, Rob and I talk about it all the time, but I mean, there, there's the automobile industry is extremely giving as an industry. We help so many communities. Uh, and for that, I'm grateful to even be a part of. There was an independent uh, 
body that uh, rated everybody's application. And I think it was Nor Norwood Business uh, at the University of Michigan. And they came up to Rob and I afterwards and, and they were like, we were just so grateful. Your application was incredible. We're so happy you guys won. And I think that to Robin and I meant a lot that, you know, it, it was, um, you know, we're an underdog to say the least because we're, quote unquote, a mom and pop operator, right? We weren't part of a big group and it was just us. And we just went to work every day, loved on our employees and loved on the community. And things turned out pretty good. And of course, we're talking about Lake Norman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, that that dealership. Um, and then you had you bought one in, I think, Gastonia. Yep. Uh, when did you buy the Gastonia? And you called it uh, Lake Norman Chrysler Dodge. Well, not Lake that, Norman. Yeah, that one was Gastonia Chrysler Dodge Gastonia. Jeep Ram. And we bought that in 2013. So bought Lake Norman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in 2003 and bought the other one in 2013. Now, when you bought the Lake Norman, um, I think you bought it for, was it Sonic? From Sonic, yeah. Um, probably not doing quite as well in the market as as what they would have wanted. Uh, and, and you really came in and you turned that around. As, as someone who turned that around and made it a, the dealership of the year, you know, how did you do that? Well, first of all, I mean, honestly, we, we were, I think we're luckier than most people. I was luckier than most people because we had two CEOs. We had myself and Robin. So we, in theory, split the dealership up. She had... You know, she took over all the community, all the marketing, uh, all the insurances, um, the accounting department. I had sales service, parts, body shop and stuff like that. Uh, but she really allowed me to focus on the sales aspect and, and and making sure we had the right staff and things like that. And she took care of everything else. And uh, we wouldn't have had the success we had if, if it wasn't for both of us, you know, being able to have literally two CEOs. And I think I read when when you won the award, at least I think this is where I found this. You said in the quote they attribute to you, the most rewarding part of my retail automotive career has been hiring great people and investing in their future. So it's the people. Yeah, people, number one, without a doubt. And Rob and I take great pride. One of the things when I was filling out the application for the National Award, it asked you to fill out the longevity and how many people were there, you know, zero to five years, you know, six to 10, 11 to 15, 15 to 20. And the amount of people that were in our organization that were 15, 20 years was staggering. And honestly, you know, I, I in an industry that consolidation is so big and so important, and Rob and I just kept saying, we just take care of our people better than than 99% of the other businesses out there. And I think that's why we had success for all those years. We believed in our people. And Robin's had parties at our house, baby showers, mm -hmm. um, you name it, we've had it. And we've had... Uh, success parties and in, in for all different departments. I regularly went out to lunch with the technicians in a private room um, at a local restaurant here in Cornelius once a month usually. Mm -hmm. And just we 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 loved on our employees. And you sold it to Adam Parks, and I think he's kept a lot of your staff intact. Some of it, yeah. They made some changes, you know, to fit their business model. That had to be difficult, though. Turning loose is something that you worked so hard to build. Yeah, I, I, the first couple of months, I think I struggled more than Robin, for sure. Yeah, it wasn't um, hurt me at all. <laughs> but um, no, we're you know we're happy for Adam. Um, it, it, you know, we I think we we took it as far as I, I think we wanted to take it. We didn't want to buy any more dealerships, and like you said, Lake Norman at the time of sale was at the top of the charts in a lot of areas. Well, we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit about more of that, and we're going to come to talk about your foundation in just a second. Uh, stay with us on Town Talk. For those of you who are streaming with us, uh, Jack and Robin, we continue to stream live. So we're talking to the folks on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, which is now X. I struggle with that. I, I still mm -hmm. want to call it Twitter. I, I don't. I send out tweets. I don't send out Xs. I don't really know how that works. Right. Um, LinkedIn is it's on all of these social media platforms. So we're still live, and we use this opportunity to talk about Chamber of Commerce events. Uh, Jack, former board chair, 2012. Jack, this last year, the Chamber of Commerce, we had 52 ribbon cuttings, 52, wow. 33 professional development seminars, 98 networking events, which if you do the math, that's two networking events a week. Uh, so very, very active chamber. Uh, we just got through. I just left a ribbon cutting where we had a ribbon cutting at H2, and you could probably say, well, H2, Harvey's 2, they've been in business for a while. Um, 
they have. They were chamber members and they kind of left the family for a little while. But Josh rejoined the Chamber of Commerce. And again, uh, we just had a ribbon cutting. We encourage people to go by and support H2. They do give back to the community. They do a great job and they got fantastic food. So H2 Public House in Jaton Village. On Thursday, January 19th from 3 to 4, we talked about that this morning on, on Good Morning Lake Norman. Uh, we have business coach David Dowdy. Uh, he is with Action Coach. He's going to facilitate a goal-setting seminar entitled Gain Clarity and Get Unstuck, which is ideal for area small business owners and, and managers as they set the goals for 2024. Many should have already probably set their goals, but you wouldn't believe how many people haven't really set their goals for 2024. Um, that does require you to RSVP to the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Robin, just two days ago, no, actually yesterday, we had our WINS meeting at H2. 20 women showed up. That sounds like a small number, but again, CMS being what it was. Uh, closing. Right. Uh, we're going live in just a few seconds, and thank you for those who are streaming with us. Now, more Town Talk with Lake Norman Chamber President Bill Russell on the new 105.9 100.7 WSIC. And we're back on Town Talk. I'm your host, Bill Russell. We're here with Jack and Robin Salzman. Uh, Robin, you got your start in radio. Did you ever get behind the microphone or was it all sales? Oh, no. I was all sales and then management, <laughs> never behind. Once in a while, they'd try to get me in there, but no, I did not spend much time in the studio. CBS Radio, the market manager of the year, uh, and that was in Florida, so it that's got to be a big market. It was. It was a big market. It was a. It was uh, the year that we came here to North Carolina. As a matter of fact, we, we were already here when I won the award. I didn't even get to be there. It was in, out in California. So my staff called me and uh, were excited for us that we won that year. You know, Bill, uh, you, you hear market manager of the year. You probably need to talk to Justin about uh, having her come in and tell your, your salespeople what they need to be doing to capitalize <laughs> on this market. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> what, what enticed you to have a career in radio? Was starting out. I needed a job. <laughs> and I had a friend that was in radio and she said, you know, you need to come interview. And I said, I don't know how anything about radio, just how to turn my radio on. Well, they hired me as an entry level salesperson. And then it was just, I did that for a while. And then my manager came to me and said, you know, you, I need a local sales manager. Are you interested? I said, not really. <laughs> you know, I really was doing fine. He goes, no, I think that you have management qualities and I think that we should give it a try. And that was my first management position. Then I got promoted and promoted and promoted and um, ended up being the market manager for three great stations in Orlando before we moved up here. What kind of format was it? Was it was it music? Was it country? Was it I had, talk? I had three different formats. I had an urban station, hip hop, 102 jams. I had a... Um, station that was an oldie station and then we changed it to a rock station that was interesting and then my third station was a mix so it was an adult contemporary station you know i, I love the talk format and when justin uh, asked me to come do the show i, I was so excited because I'm, I'm a i'm a talk and news junkie so if you give me the opportunity okay we're going to listen to country or, or pop or talk radio i'm going to go to talk radio every time i mean i and I know that drives people in the back of the car right. wild, you know, because they go like, do we have to listen to this? You know, right. I, I, but I love that. I, I like to stay informed. Yeah. No, mine were all um, music stations. A lot of fun. Jack, I want to jump back to cars for a second. And, and I want to talk about these EV cars. OK, I'm a I'm not a, a big fan. I did drive one uh, the other day and, and I'm not a big fan. I, I much prefer the uh, fossil fuels. And, you know, when you have these inclement weather conditions and, and now you've got government mandating that they're going to have this many EV cars, what happens when there is a catastrophic power issue uh, and you, you can't charge your cars? And, and one of the things about the, those, these cars, and I'm reading it, is, you know, the lack of the charging stations, the battery life of these particular cars. Um, and what I've read is after about five years, the, it depreciates by like 50%. I know when you were at Lake Norman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you had hybrid cars and electric vehicles. What's your take on these electric vehicles? Well, first, I think any change should be dictated by the consumers, not the government right. in anything. So with that said, uh, just the country is not ready for EVs. The infrastructure is not there. There's plenty of studies out there that 
more than half the chargers around the country are they don't work so you're going into places you know you don't know if you put it on google maps and you're looking for a charger those aren't accurate we're just not ready to go all evs i think a perfect solution would have would have been to really get the hybrids uh just more and more involved and in, in a higher sales percentage and then at some point when the infrastructure was there i think an ev switch could have been there but the other thing is like you said the depreciation the biggest cause for the depreciation is the battery the battery is one of the most important elements in an ev car and then when that battery goes uh, a it's expensive and it's not a very uh eco-friendly uh manner to get rid of it do you drive an ev no far from it <laughs> <laughs> i get about 14 miles to the gallon in my car you know uh Rob and I had a conversation with Jack about two weeks or three weeks before actually sold the dealership. And he said, of course, this is quiet. It's still being worked on. Uh, but I wanted to let you know, because uh, you're probably going to hear it coming down the line, but please don't say anything about it. But he, he said, you know, the, the thing is, we've worked really hard. We've had some health care scares along the way. And uh, it's just time to take advantage and retire and settle back and, and mm -hmm. rest a little bit. Right. And so you sold the dealership. And about three weeks later, I'm hearing about the new ventures that he's getting into. We'll, we'll talk about it in a second. But then uh, a few weeks ago, the pickleball. And again, uh, call me up and we're going to be opening up the Serve Pickleball and Kitchen. And this is a joint venture with the two of y'all. Uh, tell us, because the pickleball thing is a huge crate. Everywhere I go, it, we're, I'm hearing about that. Even at the candidate forum in Huntersville, we had somebody bring up, uh, you know, if I'm elected, we're going to have more pickleball courts. <laughs> Who runs on a platform of more pickleball courts? Right. But it is a huge, huge uh, deal for people living in the area that says, we need more of these resources. So talk about the serve pickleball that is coming to Cornelius. Well, to save my marriage after a couple <laughs> weeks of retirement, um, sitting at home just definitely wasn't an option. And, uh, you know, I, I looked at buying other car dealerships. It's just something I didn't think that I wanted to do right now. I thought the industry's going through a little bit of a tough time with high interest rates and the EVs and everything else. So I just researched and, and tried to figure out what would work in Cornelius. Um, and that's kind of how we landed on Pickleball. But it's not just Pickleball. It's really a, right. a gathering place <clears throat> for people. And that was important. And it's the other thing is... You know, with with the, our family foundation, it's another way to help, to give back. Um, yeah, we want to run a good business. We want to take care of employees again uh, and offer our community a, a, a great environment, a great place to go to. Um, but the opportunity to have events that where we gave back uh, was very important to us. Talk about all the features because I'm, I'm 16 courts, uh, but talk about the features that are going to be in this facility. So the building's about. 55,000 square feet indoors. It's going to have 10 indoor courts. Uh, they're going to not just be regular courts. They're going to have a little cushioning right before the top layer, um, which we think is going to be uh, beneficial for everybody. Uh, we're going to have focus groups, and we're going to get everything. We're going to get everything as right as we can going in because we're not experts in pickleball, um, but we're experts in listening, and we're going to get a great food and beverage uh, person. We'll get a, uh, a fantastic you know activities person so we can fill the place up. Uh, there's... You know, with 16 courts, you know, like I said, 10 indoor, 6 outdoor. Um, we're going to have a restaurant that will seat upwards of 85-plus people. We'll have a great uh, bar and a lounge uh, where you can relax and, you know, just meet people. We'll have a separate cafe area, too. So after your pickleball, if you want to have a, a smoothie or your favorite coffee drink or, or something like that, you can have that on the, you know, on the way out or on the way in. And then we'll also one of the things that we had in our last business at the dealership was we had a community room. And we think that's super, super important where organizations, nonprofits, and, and many other companies, there's just not enough places to meet. Do you know how big the community room will be? Uh, do you have an idea about how many it might seat? 50. 50, okay. Yeah, we'll make it larger than our last one. And you forgot to talk about the Top Golf. Oh, yes, I did. So we have four uh, swing suites. So we partnered with Top Golf. And um, it, it's exciting. It's the official uh, golf simulator, the PGA Tour. Tiger Woods uses it. And, you know, people will be able to go in there and play rounds of golf on iconic courses. But the interesting 
feature of that. It also has some other elements. So you can go in and play a quarterback challenge. It, it has a quarterback challenge. It has a baseball high heat pitching game. It has a soccer. So it's all on a simulated screen. So you can have your food and beverages in, your, in, a, in a private area there as well. And um, it's just going to be just we think we spent a lot of time designing it. Uh, we worked with a great architect that designed our dealership. And the other element, you know, each court's going to have a place to sit. You can order food, you know, there as well. And it will also have an outdoor element so you can have uh, food and beverage uh, outside in the patio. $15 million economic impact. That's, that's, that's huge. I'm hoping to stay in that budget, yes. 20, 25 to 30 jobs that we're looking at? Probably closer mm-hmm. to 50. And... Um, is it going to be a membership-based organization, or do you do you pay per a fee per use? It's going to be a little bit of both. So if you want to have a membership, you're going to get membership benefits, lower court usages, uh-huh. and things like that. <clears throat> but one of the things that we really want to do is we don't want to be like other businesses. So we have the opportunity because you know uh, you know we did well at Lake Norman for all those years that we want to just hire the best staff, and we're going to pay them. Unlike other industries, we're going to pay our folks a little bit differently and a little bit better. And if you work for us and you're a server, you're not going to make, I, I don't know what the, is it $2 and something an hour plus tips? I think that is. Yeah. So, yeah, Bill, a lot of places. about 10 years ago, maybe longer, Robin just came to me and said, listen, we're going to make some changes. Nobody in our organization is going to be at the poverty level. Every single person in our organization is going to make a minimum of $15 an hour from the, the person washing the cars, the, the receptionist, any part-time person. And back then, that was really unheard of. And it allowed us another reason to our employees stayed there a long time. They started there and they moved up into various positions, but they started at $15 an hour. Uh-huh. And where other people were offering them 7 8 and they just couldn't believe it. So at the serve, what, what are you, you going to do? Well, we're going to do the same thing. We won't have anybody below $15 an hour, no matter the position. Right. And, um, you know, we just hope to, to really be able to get some of the best staff in the city to come work for us. And, um, you know, just do exactly what we did at Lake Dorman for all those years and Gastonia. Um, we just built a really great, loyal staff. And we really believe that that's what made it such a successful business for us all those years. You know, I'm looking at an artist's rendering of this, and, and I, I see this says Russell. Cor- oh, wait a minute. Does it say Russell Cor- <laughs> It says serve. Okay, it says serve. For a second, I thought that said Russell, Russell Cord. Cord. Yeah. Um, this this is beautiful. This this is beautiful. And um, I, I know it's got to go through planning. It's got to go through the town. When would you expect we might see this facility? Well, one of the other things I just want to make sure we address is we the, the way the building is shaped and everything else and where the outside courts are, those are closest I-77 as we could get. So we are being, just like we were at the dealership, our neighbors are our customers. So we're being mindful of them as well. Right. So the indoor courts are the close, well, actually the parking lot's the closest to the neighbors, and then the indoor courts, and then the restaurant and everything else. So, um, you know, we feel really good. We th- we th- we're hoping to get through uh, all the planning and all the approvals by March and start construction no later in April. That's fantastic. Well, well, we'll be talking a little bit more of this and Giving with Grace Foundation when we come back on Town Talk. Okay, I got to ask you a question. Okay, I know you're an athlete and you, you still work out and you've got a personal trainer, at least you did. Do you play pickleball? I play a little bit. It's funny, <laughs> at, our, at our house in Texas, our son's house, uh, they just built a pickleball court and an outdoor sport court for our grandkids. And so every time we're there and we're going to be there next week, uh, we, yeah, we play a lot. But Robin plays locally. I, play. I, I was fixed to say, okay, and, and you play. I have a girl group. Yeah, we play. So you could just beat the heck out of him. Probably. <laughs> Probably going to be like bowling. She beats yeah. me there, too. <laughs> yeah, we have, a, we have a lot of fun. We usually go to Robin's Park um, when it's open, but it's hard to get in there. You know, it's busy. It's a, uh, <clears throat> it's a sport that's just taken off unbelievably. Uh, we we are streaming live, and so our, our guests are watching on YouTube and Facebook and, and X. And LinkedIn and all the other social media. I was talking about uh, just yesterday, we had our female networking group called WINS. Typically have 50 to 80 women that are present, but the Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools said, oh, it's impossible for the kids to go to school today. So, uh, and a lot of those moms stayed home because the kids had to stay mm-hmm. home. So it really um, uh, impacted our WINS, but we still had like 20 women come out and they said, 
this was one of the best wins we've ever had because we we actually the 20 women that did show up went around the room and talked about their businesses and they said we found out more about each other yesterday than we had any previous meeting so that went over real good but uh, every second tuesday uh at h2 public houses when we do our wins we're also having a marketing seminar Tuesday, February 20th, 3.30 to 5, which will be Jamie Lane. She works for the EDC. She is their uh, community relations manager, and she's going to be facilitating Design Like a Boss, Mastering Canva, which is now one of those, those new marketing platforms. Mm. Um, so those of you who are streaming, we're going back live in just a few seconds. Uh, thank you for staying with us, and we're going live on Time Talk in just a few seconds. Call now to speak with Lake Norman Chamber President Bill Russell at 844-STUDIO-4. It's Town Talk on WSIC. Welcome back to Town Talk. I'm your host, Bill Russell, here with Robin and Jack Salzman. And Angela Sweat is on the line from the McIntosh Law Firm. Angela, welcome. Hi, Bill. Thank you. And um, hi to Jack and Robin. I just wanted to call in and and just sort of chat a little bit about the philanthropic efforts that Jack and Robin have done for many years here in the Lake Norman area. I've been intricately involved in a lot of what they've done, particularly being the founding uh, sponsors of Big Day at the Lake back 20 years ago. We're celebrating our 20th year. So, you know, Jack and Robin were always the folks to go to when you said, hey, we've got some folks who need some help. What are your thoughts? And they would do everything in their power to either point us in the right direction or help personally. So I can't say enough good things about them and their new Giving with Grace Foundation. Oh, and thank you, Angela. And 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 thank you for you. You've been there every step of the way with Big Day at the Lake, too. I think what what, what year is this with Big Day? 20. We started in 2004, so this yeah. will be our 20th year. 20th year. So you've been there every step of the way with Dave Yoakum and Tracy putting this on. So thank you for everything you've done for Lake Norman as well. Well, you're quite welcome. It's a wonderful organization. So. Good, good hearing from you. Um, Bill. Let, let's talk about that. Well, you, you guys have been involved with Big Day at the Lake uh, since, since it started 20 years ago. Um, what got you to get involved in Big Day? Um, I was in my office and Dave Yoakum came in and said, uh, I want to do this event, but we don't have any money. And would you be willing to purchase the um, t-shirts for us? I said, sure. I think it was like $2,000. And I said, sure, we'll do it. It's really the first thing that we ever did uh, in the community was Big Day at the Lake that first year and purchasing the t-shirts for Dave. Yeah. And, and since then, it's just, you know, every year we've been a part of it since then. We're going to talk about giving with Grace in just a second, but I'm going to go back to the pickleball court for just one second. Um, where did the concept come from? I mean, obviously, you, you saw this somewhere or you were laying in bed one night going like, oh, I think I want to do this. Well, where did the concept of the idea for introducing this large of an entertainment complex to Lake Norman come from? Probably my crazy head. Um, <laughs> but I, I just know in our area... We, we lack a, a really great gathering space. That's not to say that there's not great places in our area. I don't mean to say it that way. But I just think we could use one more really, really good one. And it gives people, you know, there's a new buzz word going around, entertainment, right? You can get uh -huh. your food and get entertained at the same time. And I just said, you know, it's funny, though, you say this because Rob and I always said, no matter what happens in life, we'll never own a restaurant. So here we go after, you know, 30 years in the car business and her radio career. And here we are going in the restaurant business. But I think, again, our if you, our calling card is we're going to find a way to hire the best people. And we're going to treat them well, pay them extremely well. And I, I think it'll work out. I think the community will be ecstatic. Our service, our, our, I think the level of our service is going to be fantastic. I think the offering is going to be great. The facility is going to be wonderful. Um, we're not cutting any corners. It's just going to be a beautiful place uh, for people to spend some time and have fun. Uh, you just recently um, had your Giving with Grace Foundation luncheon where you gave away, Robin, $250,000 to 10 nonprofits. And one of the things I remember you saying from the podium is even before you had the foundation, you would go to Jack every year and go like, 
how much money can I give away? Because right. <laughs> this isn't something you just started doing. You you guys, from the onset of you owning the dealership, were always giving back to the community. But talk about, because you went, you went through an arduous process of selecting the 10. And I think, was there like 50 that or so that you were choosing from or more? There was. There was 50 um, grant applications for that particular giving luncheon. And um, Jack and I read each of them from top to bottom. And we picked secretly picked what we felt was the top 10 of each, or each of us picked the top 10. And then we took them with us and we had a trip planned to Florida and to Texas where our children and grandchildren live. And we took all the applications with us and we allowed the grandchildren, except for the, the youngest, but all the rest of them had the opportunity to look through a stack of them, as did our children, and pick something that spoke to their heart. So that's how we came up with our our 10 winners. And it was really incredible to watch, especially the grandchildren, the young ones, you know, 10, 12 year olds, read through these and know, be able to pick immediately. This one, grandma, is the one that I really love. I think we should give money to these people. They need it. So it was, it was really incredible um, opportunity for Jack and I to be able to put together and have the, um, the foundation after we sold the dealerships. I mean, it was, uh, you know, it was my biggest worry, truthfully, when we sold is how was I going to continue to give as much as I was able to at the dealerships. And we found a way to be able to do it. I'm not going to ask you to speak to all who all the 10 were. Um, but I do remember what, what Charlotte Humane Society, was that one of them? Um, it was a humane society. Uh, probably Union County. Union yep. County. Yep. Uh, was it a gentleman? A guy? Yes. Okay. Uh, I, we were walking out of the Peninsula Yacht Cl Club is where, where the event was held. And there's this guy, and I thought he was going to break down when, when I was talking to him, who said, we, we didn't see this coming. We didn't budget it. We had no idea mm -hmm. um, just what this is going to do. Uh, this is going to allow us to do. I, I thought the guy, the guy was on the verge of tears. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so the impact that that made. I'll say this, uh, our grandson, Ian, who's 13, picked it, and he said, Grom, they, they need a fence. And that was his grant request. They needed a fence. And he just looked at it and said, they, they need a fence, Grom. Yeah, they and, need to keep their animals safe. They need yeah. to keep their dogs safe. And, so. and that's how it happened. And yeah. you're, you're right. He And he, he has since, I mean, he was so grateful. Uh, it was incredible. But he has since written a thank you note to Ian, sent Ian a little something, and wants Ian to come visit. As with, you know, part of the thing where we read the, the grant request and then at the top of that, and, and Robin can speak to who, she, you know, read each of these, but at the top of them said this was chosen by our grandson or granddaughter right, right. and they're 12 and they live in Florida. And then we read a little bit about them. And, and it was just, for me, I thought it was just so powerful um, because it was just raw and it, it was, and these people, like Robin said, they really needed, you know, some of these are small organizations. A lot of them animal related, but uh, you, you had Feed North Carolina, you had the Hope House, um, so taking care of folks from around here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, all 50 um, of the applications were local and, um, you know, within probably Union County was probably the, I don't even know what Union County really is. I mean, it's just south of here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but most of them were right here in our in our neighborhood. Yeah, that's the way we like, we'll be keeping giving with grace. All of our uh, donations through the year will be local. You know, one thing that that through the years that I've watched you do is is how you've been so involved in whether it's Lucky Cat or or there is a lot of things that you do with dogs and cats and horses and but but yes. animals. A lot of things you you personally you you have a passion for animals. Oh, absolutely. Where our house is always full of them. Well, right now we only have two. We're down to two, but at one point we had seven. So, um, you know, we, yeah, we are animal lovers. And it's just a, it's a part of our community that a lot of people forget about. And um, there's a, there's a great need. You know, throughout your giving, has there been a particular charity or one that just, gosh, I'm so glad that we did that? Oh gosh, there's a just lot. So many. There's a lot of good ones. You know, the Hope House. Um, we we sponsored one of their cottages. I think that that was a really great moment for us to be able to do that for them. That's a great organization. You know, uh, the Dove House is one that's near and dear to us. We've been involved with them for a long time. That's a great organization. 
Um, you talk about Lucky Cat, you know, and, and working with them and Abigail is, is wonderful. And um, yeah, there's just a lot of great ones. I can't, I can't even say that there's one that was really it because so many are it. You know, Jack, I've been so fortunate. I've, I've been here 28 years, uh, so almost three decades, and, and I've, I've been able to rub shoulders with and have relationships with Bob and Louise Cashin. And, and, and Betty and Randy Marion and Jack and Robin Salzman and, and the impact of uh, Bob McIntosh and, and, and his wife, just what you guys continue to do, giving back to the community. Um, but what would you say to, why should any business owner, uh, whether they're a large business corporation or the very smallest mom and pop, why should they give back to the community? I just think it makes you feel better. I, 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 you know, Robin, you know, every October I'd come up with our budget and tell Robin, we're going to sell X amount of cars and 4,000, 5,000, whatever the number was. And she would get a certain dollar for every car. And she was so excited when, you know, I'm, I'm predicting <laughs> a big year because she's like, this is great. We're going to be able to give away more money. So I learned early on through Robin why giving was, was important, you know, and I didn't really understand it uh, to the extent that Robin did. And for me, it was like watching her and her happiest times in life is when we're giving away money. And I didn't understand it. And then going to that luncheon she had, I, I was in tears. I don't know anybody that was in that room that wasn't in tears. Yeah. Um, it was just so moving. And to me, if you aren't giving, I, I would encourage you to call Robin and set a meeting with her and just <laughs> talk to her and find out why, why it's important. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's $5. It'll make you feel better. Another surprise that day was you recognized an individual, and I don't think he had any idea it was coming either. Talk about why you recognized that particular person. Uh, David Parkins is a person that um, I recognized him because it's back to the animal welfare, and he takes his own personal vehicle and transports animals that are in need of a new home um, out of the market. You know, Charlotte is in an overload with unwanted animals um, and a lot of northern cities need animals so he takes it upon himself to find all these needs and take care of it himself so you know now now that i've had him at the luncheon and a lot of the shelters and rescues know of him he's busier than ever right now but he's a great guy he's a great guy and, and just a real gem in our community now, I remember him. How much money was it? I don't remember. 5000 5000 He said, well, that will get me through the next week of being able to travel with gas prices the way they are. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I just watching the expression and, uh, on the faces of these people that were able to receive that check uh, and what it will do for their organizations. And as somebody who runs a nonprofit, and I sit on a number of nonprofit boards myself, uh, I understand the impact that you've made. Uh, for those of you listening to Town Talk, uh, we're going to take a break with our sponsors, and we'll be back in about 10 seconds. So uh, thank you so very much for joining us, and come back and see us. I'm um, going to go back and talk about some of the Chamber of Commerce activities we've got. On January 19th, uh, we're having our Focus Friday every third Friday at the Chamber. Um, I think we started doing this before your year. I think uh, Todd Lanham started Focus Fridays. But uh, Senator Sawyer and Representative Bradford are going to be on hand. They're going to be talking about the legislature this year. Obviously, uh, John is running for Congress, mm -hmm. uh, so he's not going to be able to join us in person, person. He will be doing it virtually. Senator Sawyer will be in person. So if you can make it in person, please stop by 830 to 9, 930. Um, and again, if you can't join us, we can send you Zoom credentials. On February 16th, again, the third Friday, 830 to 930 is a focus on town hall. So we have our three mayors. We've got Woody Washington. We've got Rusty Knox, Christy Clark from Huntersville. They will all be talking about what are some of the development projects and transportation projects. If you've been driving through Huntersville, lots of transportation projects. And every time I, I go somewhere in Huntersville, somebody asks me, when are they going to be finished with this? <laughs> and I said, well, there's projects we haven't even started yet. So it's going to be going on for a while. Um, and then on March 15th, 830 to 930, uh, we're going to be focusing on our local police departments. So we'll have our respected police chiefs talking about some of the issues and things going on. Um, 
And then on Thursday, February 15th, the Lake Norman Chamber of Commerce will have our Education Power Luncheon. That's where we're going to recognize the outstanding teachers we have. We'll select one from Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools. We'll have one from our charter schools and one from our private schools. We've got Chris Marsicano, who is going, he is the Assistant Professor of Education Studies, Public Policy at Davidson uh, College. He's going to be our speaker that way, that day. Uh, his father was with the Foundation of the Carolinas. Tony, and you probably have heard of him. That is uh, $35 and sponsored by Atrium Health. So uh, again, uh, those are some of the events we got coming up. Jack, you were, you were board chair in 2012, and that was a year that marketing was important. You understood marketing, uh, getting your message across. You invested in our chamber website. Uh, we uh, had Encompass and, and Jerry put together a brand new website for us and did a fantastic job. Um, can you speak to any of, of your year and, and what it was meant meant to you to, to serve as the board chair? Well, you know, we're coming out of the, the recession. I right. think it was a little bit harder. Uh, our membership was down a little bit. And we had to get creative to figure out how we could help our members uh, and, and how we can get some of the members that we lost back. And I think with the new website that Jerry uh, was able to help us, you know, put together um, really helped us. Um, get some of those members back. And I think that that's a year we came up with some different programs and some different events to to really let everybody know we're there for them. We're there for the for our members and we're going to help their business grow and, and get through this time. Welcome back to Town Talk. I'm your host, Bill Russell, and we have Jack and Robin Salzman here. Um, I want to talk about, uh, your, we were talking about your Giving with Grace Foundation. Jack, you were going to retire and you jumped right back in and you've got a new business and it's a uh, you're the founder and owner of this car. Uh, and I think I read somewhere where you said this company is the most exciting venture in my 30 year career because it will truly transform how auto dealers do business. Talk about this car. So this car is basically a used car marketplace. So it allows dealers and customers. Uh, right now, I think we have almost 4,000 used cars listed for sale. Um, so it's a, a large marketplace. Uh, on the scale, not quite on the scales of Carvana and CarMax yet, but uh, it allows um, really customers to go to one place and they can get cars shipped all over the country. Um, these are cars that are on dealers' lots today. Um, so we have many. Uh, I'm just I'm one of three founders, and then we have dealer partner founders, uh, investors in the company as well. And that so the cars are coming from trusted sources and some of the best dealers in the country. So when a consumer does their shopping they can have you know peace of mind that it's a good car it's been serviced it's been you know uh, many times certified and and it's the it's the right car doesn't have any damage or any hidden defects so uh, we think that's a a big uh, opportunity for consumers the other part of the co uh, company that that is growing faster than the actual retail side is we're buying cars off the street from consumers because we have a a, a large network of dealers to then put the cars at, we're able to pay a little bit more than most people for the cars. And we're, we're feeding our dealers with, with great inventory and it's been a success so far. And we're less than a year into, into it. Do you see a point where car manufacturers are bypassing the dealers? And some, some already do. Uh, obviously Tesla yeah. doesn't have any dealers. Um, there's a couple that have tried that way. Obviously Rivian is doing it. Um, uh, a couple, just a couple others are trying it. I think the dealers are the best way. I'm, I'm biased, uh, obviously, but I, I don't think the manufacturer can do, they're good at one thing, making the car, uh -huh. right? Us as dealers, we, we probably, it's like a Lego set. You know, we, we'd be left over, we'd have pieces left over, we couldn't build a car correctly. They do a good jar, job, they should stay in that lane, and I think it'll benefit the consumers, the the manufacturers, and and, and the, the dealers. And the website for this again? Thiscar.com. Thiscar.com. Um, and and how did you how did you get into that? I mean, what what led you to jump back into that aspect? Uh, well, we started this before COVID, so I just thought dealers they might need help selling cars, right? So you have a hundred used cars on your lot, and I think you know I, our cars at Lake Norman were listed in our general market, right, within a hundred miles. But if I had one car that if, if it was listed in Texas in Dallas or Houston mm -hmm. that had eight, nine, ten million people. The chances of me selling that car faster than it would in a population of the Charlotte of one million, I thought that would you know 
that would help dealers. And it has. It's just, it is a slow process to get that. That's a big train to, to move. Uh, we're fortunate we didn't, we designed everything. Everything's in-house. So we have all the software and everything else. And and to do that's a big, big undertaking. Right. Um, Jack, you're, you're an entrepreneur. Uh, you turn that dealership around. You jump back into a number of other projects. Um, what advice would you give that person who's starting out in business or maybe they've hit some challenges, some roadblocks? What advice do you have for that young entrepreneur? Bet on yourself. <laughs> There's nobody who's going to believe in yourself more, right. than, more than you do. And just, you know, work like somebody's getting ready to take it all. Yeah. And I think if you outwork everybody, you bet on yourself, I, I think, you, and you're disciplined, uh, you'll have a good opportunity for success. And Robin, you're, you, you're just as involved in the business yourself. What advice do you have? Oh, I am. I, I think my advice would be, I've always been, you know, you work hard. Um, you have to outwork everybody else. Um, but yet you have to, um, you have to take care of your people. And that was a, a thing that we were really um, adamant on doing. And, uh, you know, my, my name when I was in radio and I was the manager, they called me Mama Robin. <laughs> and um, they still call me that. Uh, all these years later, I get calls from them. And, you know, you just they're, they're like our second family. So, you know, you, you, have to, you have to remember that, that these people that are working for you, um, they're, they're people too, and they have families, and they need help, and uh, they're, they spend more time with us than they usually do with their own families. So, you know, we're very um, compassionate as far as employers are go, and uh, I think we'll continue to be that way at the serve. But that was our secret sauce, Bill. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, Jack, uh, and I think it was 2012, might have been 2011, you, uh, the dealership was recognized as our diversity champion uh, of the year, you know, somebody that has really give, given back in terms of diversity. And I'm not talking about the whole woke thing, which is really coming about now. I'm talking about just investing in people from all walks of life. Why was diversity then and now so important to the two of y'all? I don't think we, we thought about it. It just happened. It was just the best people. Mm -hmm. And if you look at it, it, it just hire the best people and and uh, invest in the best people i think the diversity just happens uh -huh. you know it, i, I totally you... agree we we didn't look at color we didn't look at anything we just we we try to find good people and 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 i think that really again was one of our our great things that we ended up doing and and the other thing is is i would interview somebody then she would interview somebody and she would look at it totally different and that really allowed us to hire and develop and train and invest in these people i mean robin will tell you i bought every system known to mankind and i because I, I wanted to invest in our people that nobody could ever say uh you know i didn't like working at like norman because they didn't they wouldn't invest in, in all the right systems or things to help the employees that that just wasn't the case so you know we combined would would seek out the right person, and then give them all the training and opportunity we could. You know, I, I know that you like to go out and you like, uh, you, you mentioned the restaurant, um, and it's not that the two of y'all wouldn't support a large chain restaurant, but one of the things that struck me one time is, is I saw you in, in two local restaurants and you said, you know, I like to take my staff, cause, and you had a large entourage, and it wasn't a birthday party, it was just, hey, just taking them out, but you you took them out to this particular restaurant, and then I saw you had the staff at another particular restaurant, and you said you like to support locally owned small restaurant businesses. Um, why was that important to you? Well, every Saturday we would feed our employees, whether it's sales, service parts, we'd feed them. And I said my only rule for all, you know the ladies that were helping us, you know that would org organize it. I said the only rule you have that I don't care what the the budget is, you're buying from a local a local restaurant. Can't be a franchise, can't be somebody from out of the market. And I just felt we were local. And everybody always said, you know, Rob and Jack, you're not going to succeed because there's consolidation. There's big dealer groups. And I said, we're going to succeed because we take care of our people and we take care of the community. And I think that's why we did local. And, you know, I, I, it was just important to us. Uh, we, lo we love this community. We've been here 20 years. It's our adopted hometown. And people always ask after you sold the, the dealership, are you moving back to Florida? And, and we love it here. Mm -hmm. And that was going to be another question I ask you. You've you've lived here for a long time. What is it that you love most about living and working here at Lake Norman? 
oh, I just love the people. Mm-hmm. It, it it's just is um, you know, it's so different than it was in Florida. I mean, it's just you know, everybody's so welcoming and. Uh, from the day we got here, I was worried because I was like, I don't know anything. I don't know where to get my hair done. I don't know what their grocery store is. I don't know what, all those big important things. And it just happened. You know, it just all of a sudden happened. And um, now when you can go out and you always know somebody or there's always somebody there to help you, um, it's just it's a great place to live. It's just I, I just can't imagine being anywhere else. But you travel a lot. I mean, when I, I when I, yes. I, I I'm surprised at the number of times I called Jack and uh, we're in Italy, or we're in Spain. <laughs> what what is uh, what are some of the favorite venues that you like to travel to? Well, Italy. I spent a month there earlier uh, this past year. Um, in Florence was fabulous, and then we just took our whole family, all the kids and grandkids, to Kenya for a safari. That was absolutely incredible. Um, so, you know, we we really go anywhere. We, we try everything. We, um, I'm just booking a trip to Nantucket. We have never been to Nantucket. We're going to do Nantucket. Wow. So um, Sedona was incredible last year. You know, usually it's we, we do a lot of trips, just the two of us, and then we do a lot with the kids and the grandkids. We try to mix it up throughout the year. We've only got a couple of minutes left. I want to go back to the foundation. Uh, is there a criteria that is established? How does somebody get a grant? Is there it, you have to be in this particular market? Tell me about the criteria regarding the foundation. Well, people just need to go to the website, um, givingwithgrace.org, and um, just apply for it. it there, you know, we love animal welfare. Uh, women and children in need are important, but that doesn't mean that I don't look at other things. Um, and, it, and it really, we want to keep it in our community, uh, keep it within the Carolinas. So um, I'm, I'm probably not quite as uh, formal yet, since it's only the, the second year, uh, as a lot of other foundations are. Sure. So I really personally look at every grant request. And um, I like to get out and, and, and meet the organizations and really talk to the people and and do as much as we can. So um, it's it's mostly, you know, like I said, animal rescue is important, welfare, and then uh, women and children need. Do, is there a deadline that you you pretty much know this out there? She gives she gives no. all year three three sixty five. I'm three sixty five, and that's why I tell people too. I'm twenty four seven too. I mean, you know, people can if it's a Manny at um, neighborhood care center is one that I told him. I said, just put me on your speed dial. If you have something that comes up uh, immediately, you know, you can call me. I don't have to jump through any hoops. I don't have to get permission. Um, I can write a check right then. Uh, we we probably got thirty seconds or less. Uh, we have 30 seconds. Uh, Jack, best business advice you were ever given? Work hard, treat people right. Robin? Just about the same. Uh, I tell you, it's, it's, I've been fortunate to know the two of y'all. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. If it's Wednesday afternoon, we're talking about Our Towns on Town Talk, WSIC. We'll see you next week. The new 1059 100.7 WSIC, Statesville, W290DK, Mooresville, Lake Norman, North Charlotte.